come Holy Spirit and speak through us, our lives, um, the things we say. Do a deep work in us, purify us. May our eyes be always fixed on what you are and have done for us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. So a couple of um, things that grabbed me this week in the, the scriptures, and they're, they're words that probably aren't going to make you get really excited, but the two words were sin and sanctification. Woo! Um, and the reason being because the gospel opens with that amazing statement, John the Baptist points to Jesus and says, behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. So I did a lot of reflection on that. And then I read him from, from 1 Corinthians, the very beginning, we're going to be in 1 Corinthians for a while in our epistle reading, um, said this, um, people of Corinth, you are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints together with those who in every place call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours. And so I was just thinking, Christ takes away the sin of the world, and we as Corinth, because that's us too, right, um, everywhere who call on the name of the Lord, have been sanctified and yet, you know as well as I do um, that some of the most unkind, judgmental, or just downright mean words spoken can come from the people of God, right? Why is that? Um, some of the greatest hurts happen within the body. Um, what is that all about? It's been said that unforgiveness is one of the, the greater sins of the church. It's pretty astounding when you think about a Lord who forgives our sins, right? The Lamb of God. Um, so that's what I've been thinking about um, this week and really for a couple of weeks. So what is it all about, um, this Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world? Well, for one thing, um, the text says sin of the world. Did anybody pick up on that? Not sins. It's the only place, actually, um, that says sin. Um, not a mistranslation. But I think it does kind of force us to reflect on a couple of things about that. Um, we read from, from Exodus, right? The Passover event in Exodus. And um, what was that about? You put blood of the sacrificial lamb over your doorpost and God passed over that, that house. Death did not enter in. So this lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world has something to do with death passing over kind of way I read it. Um, you go to Isaiah 53, those of you who've never been there, it's an amazing text. It talks about um, this Lamb of God, if you will, this, this one who bore the sins of all, bore all the shame, bore all of that, um, and forgives the iniquities. So this sin, this Lamb of God, has something to do with that as well, right? Um, if you read the rest of Corinthians after Paul opens with this amazing thing that says, you're sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints. The people of Corinth were a mess. And Paul has to correct them with pride and one-upmanship and, and saying we're better than you, we have more gifts than you, and kind of like us, right? Um, so what is this sanctification and this sin? So I want to kind of 
kind of wander through a couple of those things. Um, one, I, I, one of um, one of uh, really, I think, just one of our finest writers and and priest in the, our traditions, William Temple. Um, he died in 1944. Read his story; he just had such a such a breadth of understanding about how the gospel is applied in, in the world. But he said this, he said about this sin, he said, there's only one sin and it's the characteristic of the whole world. It is the self-will which prefers my way to God's, which puts me in the center where God belongs. I, I just love that. I, Reflected on that when I read it. And, and he goes on to say, it's an infection of nature and we cannot cure it. No matter how hard we try, no matter how, how good we are, we cannot cure this infection of sin. Um, it sets us at enmity with God. It's a sin of the world. It's the Lamb of God who cures. Amen? Um, why the Lamb of God designation, as I mentioned earlier, I think it has something to do with death doesn't get the last word. Life does. I think it has something to do, perhaps not in this context, but with our sins that are forgiven. Um, but we know they're forgiven, but they're still at work in us, right? Raymond Brown, um, in his commentary, and I'm not a big Raymond Brown commentary guy. I have one, um, and I've read like maybe that much of it. But I opened it up, and there was one little phrase. It just, I said, thank you, Lord, for that phrase. Raymond Brown says this. When, when the text says takes away, it has a future force to it. Future force. Yeah. He didn't explain what he meant by that, but I started to reflect. Takes away the sin of the world has a future force to it. And to me, that says it's like it's still going. It's a, and it has an end, and the end is not death, but life, right? This future force that's at work in us. I think I could say that's sanctification, right? Being set apart, God doing this work in us. Um, I like that, future force. Um, Jesus, the Lamb of God, has done this for us. Mark pointed out last week, if you were here, if not, um, you can find his sermon on, on, um, on our files there. But he said this, that the work of salvation, the baptism, Jesus' baptism wasn't complete until death and resurrection, he said. It was accomplished when he defeated death, finally, for good. Um, yes, we die, but the last word is going to be life, Right. Um, each week we say in our prayers at the table, and uh, listen to this when we get there, um, it says, by his resurrection, he broke the bonds of death, trampling hell and Satan under his feet. I, I like that. He broke the bonds of death by his resurrection. Jesus, the Lamb of God, he did that. He did that for us. He did this for this fallen world in which we live. Sanctification. If you continue reading through the text for the gospel, John the Baptist then says, 
after pointing to Jesus as the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. He then said, I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him, this one who's the Lamb of God. And he, he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. What is that? Sanctification. It is a purifying work of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believers. You know, I so enjoy um, reading Eugene Peterson. He's the writer of the message. Not because of the message, but he's got some amazing books about how to be a faithful pastor. And what, basically, to sum up all his books, he says, be in the lives of your people, know them, and let, be known by them, because you're working this stuff out together. That's what we're about. Um, and so he, I read this. He said this. When people become Christians, they don't at the same moment become nice. <laughs> this often comes as a surprise to people. Come conversion to Christ and his ways doesn't automatically furnish a person with impeccable and suitable manners. Isn't that great? Sanctification's needed. Um, to repeat what I said at the beginning in another way, um, I know for a fact, and I know for a fact, as a follower of Christ for over 40 years, my personal sinful acts have not just been removed. I know that's not a surprise to y'all, um, but it is to some. Um, one of my favorite metaphors is when John the Baptist speaks of the baptism of Jesus and the other Gospels. Um, he says that this one is, ba I baptize with water for repentance, which Mark talked about last week. But he who's coming after me will baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. I just love that. Um, and then he goes on and says, his winnowing fork is in his hands to clear the threshing floor and gather the wheat into the barn. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. And I apply that to my own life. He takes those things which are wheat, which are good, and he sets them apart and has me focus on them and develop and, and mature in them. But that other stuff, if I give him access to my life, he burns away. And he has to probably burn it away again. So that's sanctification. It's needed. You know, people say, um, surrender. I personally don't think we surrender to Christ. I think we believe in Christ, and then we surrender to the work of the Holy Spirit in our life. I, I think there's a huge difference. We don't surrender to Christ. We say, thank you, Christ. Thank you for dying for us. And that's salvation. But then sanctification is when we surrender to the work of the Spirit in our life. And that's a hard thing. Um, it takes surrender <laughs> and then surrender. And then we kind of take control of our life and things get messy again. And then we have to surrender. Um, I mean, I could, I could go forever on the Holy Spirit. Um, and I have before at classes. But, you know, it develops a character in us, the Holy Spirit does. That's what it's about. It's, it gives us a, makes us like the family. Makes us like the head of the family. That's not salvation. That's sanctification. It's not like it's two separate things, but it is two different parts of our journey. We believe, and then 
the Holy Spirit begins to work in us. We need to surrender to that. You know, I want to close with a, a couple of references. Doesn't mean it's going to happen in two minutes, but I'm going to close with a couple of references. Um, and one of them is just, I think about Paul. I just, man, what an amazing dude. In, in, um, in, in Romans, 20 plus years after he was converted. I would say he's been on the journey for 20 plus years. In the seventh chapter, and for some of you, these are pretty familiar words, but others, they might not be. Um, and listen to what he says. I'm going to start down in um, verse 16. <clears throat> he says this. Um, um, oh, that's 1 Corinthians. I wonder, reading is that? Here we go. Seventh chapter, verse 16. Um, he said, now if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that it is good. In other words, the law convicts me that what I'm doing is not right. Um, but then he says, so it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. All right. So here's Paul saying he's doing these things um, because of sin. And yet we just read that the Lamb of God takes away the sin of the world. And so we know that we're still struggling with this. So he goes on and said, um, for I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. So when we do something that is right, it's the Holy Spirit doing it, guys. It's not us. I promise you. It's the Holy Spirit doing it in you. And then he goes on and says, For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but it's sin that dwells in me. Twenty plus years following the Lord. So I find that it's a law that when I do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being. And then he just goes on and said, But thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh I serve the law of sin. So what I'm trying to say is, is this is our journey, right? And so how do we navigate this sin? Surrender to the Holy Spirit. That's called sanctification. And then Paul goes on. I want you to hear this. This is so important. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin. We have been set free from this bond of death, if you will. Um, this morning, on Sunday mornings when I'm preaching, I wake up early and I just start going over the, the message in my mind before I get here. And, um, and in the process, two things came to my mind um, when I was, I know I was younger than 12 because they happened before I moved, and they were things I'd done wrong. I hadn't thought about those things in years. I didn't feel condemned. Um, I felt convicted. And I just said, Lord, forgive me for those, you know? And I just moved on. I was like, what was that about, you know? Um, that's sanctification. That's the Holy Spirit working in our lives. Um, this is what it means for Jesus, the Lamb of God, to take away the sin of the world. He takes away the bondage of sin and frees us up to surrender to the work of the Spirit that purifies us and grows us and matures us. To the church of God that is incarnate, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints together with all those who in every place call upon the name of the Lord, 
That's us. Um, we're going to, um, after we, we, we uh, say that prayer about, uh, about by his resurrection, we get into this, we say this thing, sanctify in our liturgy. And we say this, we say, Oh, Father, in the sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, we offer you these gifts. And it's the gifts of bread and wine, but it's also the gifts of your offering. We kind of do that. We say this, um, sanctify them by your word and Holy Spirit. What does that mean? To set apart by your word and Holy Spirit, to be for your people the body and blood of your son, Jesus Christ. Then we say, sanctify us also that we may worthily receive this holy sacrament, that we may be made one body with him, that he may dwell in us and we in him. That's sanctification. That's, it's a process. And it's something we need to remind ourselves of. And then in the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ. Back to the winnowing fork. Lord, if there are things in my life I have it placed under you, please let me place there. And bring us with all your saints into the joy of your heavenly kingdom. Sanctify us also, word and Holy Spirit. Um, so this process, I believe, just to get real basic, has to involve the word. The word sanctifies us when we read it. It, it helps us set apart. It, it, it deals with that stuff in our life where we think this is the way it is, and we go, oh, wait a minute. It's not this way. It's another way. I believe the sacraments do that as well. Baptism is a sacrament, you know? Last week we said lots of things. The baptism is not just the water. It's all the vows, the things we renounce. It's invited the Holy Spirit to do that work, um, cleanse us and set us apart that we may receive all the gifts God has to offer. In that Corinthians passage later on, it says, God has given us all the gifts, not just me individually, but collectively as a body. We have all the gifts for this process to work and mature us and change us. Then, it conti then continue this work of sanctification by putting all things under your feet. Is there something I'm holding on that I haven't given up? Um, it's a future force at work. Um, sanctification set apart for a God-filled life. It's a lifelong pursuit. So in our gospel, um, when Andrew turned and followed that Lamb of God, what did he do next? He then went and got Peter. He said, come, Peter. And if we read Peter's journey, he was a lot like Paul in that sense. The very things he didn't want to do, he did. But then the Holy Spirit got hold of him. And when he stands up after Pentecost and he preaches to these 3,000 people, they cried out, what must we do? And he said, be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus and receive the Holy Spirit. And then you know what it says they did? It said, and they continued in the apostles' teaching and fellowship, the breaking of bread, and the prayers. And that's part of the work of sanctification. You didn't know it, perhaps, but that's why you're here today. God is continuing that process in your life. He's growing you. He's challenging you. He's challenging me so that we might be um, the people of God set apart for his life. Amen?